Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, it's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. Uh, obviously, if you use your channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell notifications so you're made aware of any time we put new content on. Obviously, we have videos going up daily, particularly while we're still uh, all working from home and, and lockdown and stuff, but um, sometimes two to three videos a day and every one of them is a belter. Every one of them is people are taking the time out to record and, and talk about their memories and the players they that are important to them. So make sure you hit that bell notification so you don't miss any of the content. We've got some great guests coming up. I know I say that, but it's true. It's like a conveyor belt. Um, and lots of great fans and YouTubers and things like that. So obviously we've got today, we've got, uh, got Stelios, Stelios Kiraku, who's um, from the Hammers United sort of group of YouTubers. How are you, Stelios? I'm very well, mate. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, like you, very busy trying to fit everything in, but uh, absolutely delighted to uh, to be on the show. Uh, it's a cracking show. So. Thank you. Thank you. We do try. I'm trying. Yeah, it's good. And it, and it's weird because it's it's you know it's um you know I've, I was talking to someone the other day and he was like, oh, what what what's next? What's next for my Hammers Eleven content wise? It's like. Oh, just Karen chatting to people at West Ham, you know. I'm, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's what that's what it says in the tin, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, no, it's really it's going it's going great. I think uh, I think you're probably around our seventieth or something like that um, guest we've had on, which is is mental, really. When I first thought of it, and sort of, uh, you know, I thought I'd be crazy to get even like thirty or forty, and then it's just. Like, have you have you got a target? Have you got an overall target to achieve? Yes. And it might take a few years. Five hundred on my target. <laughs> oh wow! So you know, there's, I mean, there's sixty thousand people every game, you know, and so uh, you know, we should get five hundred then. But um, yeah, five hundred eventually. So it'll take a few years. But it, it is the the idea is to mirror a survey I saw the club did in two thousand and three, where they had five hundred fans. So you know, I'd like to get around there. And obviously, you know, well, a few Fantastic. more, a few less, but you know, we'll keep, we'll keep plugging away. And, um, and obviously, you know, until recently, we haven't had anything live to talk about or moan about. So we've only got a few more days. That's coming and, up soon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's coming up soon and we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, at least it gives people a chance to think back and look at stuff and look at memories and, and, uh, and, and, and sort of document them really, because, you know, for maybe a lot of the older fans, the, the more experienced fans, you know, they might not be around in 20, 30 years time, you know, so YouTube hopefully still be around. So 
we'll have all these all these memories in place um so so for you still i mean obviously you know the format of the channel we talk to you about it's, it's, it's the best zoom call you have all day basically to be fair. <laughs> absolutely uh, <laughs> so for you you still where did it all start for you your west ham sort of why, why west ham it, well interesting because uh, I've, I've seen quite a lot of the interviews you've done and, and most of the people are from that area yeah. um but for me it wasn't quite the same thing i'm you know being being greek brought up born and raised in north london uh, my old man used to take me to Arsenal, mm. hated it, you know, and I wanted to support a team of my own. And, uh, you know, I had cousins who were Arsenal fans and Spurs fans all trying to persuade me to support one of those clubs. But I just wanted to, a club of my own. And when I was a kid, <laughs> and I know it sounds really daft, but when I was a kid, I used to get these annuals, you know, yeah. shoot magazine and stuff like that. And I remember reading um, about West Ham and about Spurs at the time and, and about their exploits in Europe in the 60s. Um, and uh, I just thought, well, West Ham sound interesting. And then it talked about, you know, the three players that were in the World Cup final, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And I thought that sounds good. I didn't even know where West Ham was, you know, living in North London. I didn't I didn't know how to get there or anything. And, uh, and I thought, right, it will be a team that that's the team I'm going to follow. And um, my first memory, I convinced myself that I went to a, U- a midweek European game at the age of 14. I'm sure I didn't. But I remember going to a midweek game at the age of 14, sneaked out of home because my mum wouldn't let me go. And uh, uh, it was around, seven, what was it, 76, we were in the Cup Winners' Cup. And, yeah. uh, and I, went, I went there and I just remember the atmosphere and I just remember sort of take, being taken in by what was around me. Hardly saw any of the game because I'm not at all lad. And I just remember thinking, that's it. That, yeah. that was the bug. And, uh, and ever since then, and it's a weird one because, you know, I, it, I feel almost embarrassed because a lot of, a lot of the guys that you've uh, spoken to have gone, yeah. I've been born in the area, raised mm-hmm. in the area, etc. But I didn't have that. I just knew yeah. I wanted a team of my own and, and wasn't for the glory. And that was it. So, you know, from very early age, 14, you know, went to my first game and I just fell in love with it. Yeah. I just remember the crowd. I just remember the atmosphere and the buzz of yeah, uh, I mean, the bowling. Exactly. Yeah. And, that, and that, but I mean, you know, we do, we do set more and more now because, yeah, we've interviewed a lot of people, a lot of more experienced fans, and they tend to be around the area. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the, a lot of the sort of the, the American hammers and the Scandinavian hammers and people like that, similar. They, they, they picked a team and West Ham was mm-hmm. their team and, and they became fanatical about it. And that's, that's what I really enjoy is like, how fanatical they are and yeah and, you know because there's no geographical link to them so it's all mm-hmm. it's not like they were made to be a west ham fan and i think a lot of people <laughs> yeah. have been made to be a west ham fan and they've since you know since had well, to go it's on that great journey. when when a lot of fans you know especially from abroad when they you know when you often hear what what teams they support they talk about man U or liverpool mm. or you know, Arsenal or whatever. And, and then when you find someone, you know, from overseas or whatever that is a West Ham fan, you know, you just think, and you do ask them the question, why? And they, mm. they kind of give you the similar answer. Well, look at the club and look at the history and look at the, you know, the atmosphere and stuff like that. And you can see, you know, what they, what we see, you know, that yeah. they are, you know, once you sort of get that, that bug of, uh, of West Ham, um, it stays with you. It does. Why, why support any other team? You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, you're right, and it, and you're right. It's a bug. It's it, and it's not. You know, football is very much second to being a West Ham fan. To be honest, it is yeah. about the sense of community. And as you said, like like the atmosphere, and you know, particularly in the old in the old ground. You know, obviously, you know, Green Street and 
the tightness of the ground and yeah and and, and the people and the friends you've met and particularly you, yeah. you know yourself obviously you know coming from north london probably a lot of the people you end up becoming friends with weren't from north london because they're from exactly. you know people you saw exactly. at the ground and stuff and yeah. and that's what's that's what's basically come out it's been a thread through the whole of this all of the videos is that you know particularly the fan ones and sometimes the player ones because they might be you know people like cotty or like boyhood fans and stuff mm-hmm. it's that theme of of, sort of togetherness and family which is lovely and um i hope it becomes more of a thing you know you know i don't think you know i've I said it before i don't think we're our fans are as you know split compared to other fan bases um really you know like mm-hmm. arsenal fan tv and stuff is hilarious isn't it and well, how yeah, there's, how there's yeah. division there but um yeah it has been a bit fractious and i think it's about getting everyone back together again and sort Absolutely. of what we're trying to do here you know and it's it's and it's it's just trying to be positive about the about it's being trying to also fans. maintain that community i think because yeah. i think a lot of that has been you know a lot of fans are saying it's that's been lost since we moved ground you know, since the bowling days, um, that that sense of community seems to be a bit um, mm. sort of a bit that fragmented. And and I think, you know, things like this, things like what you're doing and, and all the sort of the, uh, you know, the fans that do all the YouTube channels or the podcasts, mm. etc. It's trying to bring all that back together and trying to maintain that that sense of community because that, that's what West Ham fans sort of know. You know, uh, that's what we sort of because, as you said, it's sometimes not about the football. I mean, the football has been tragic at times and yeah. uh, you know and but uh, we we carry on supporting because you know i go to a game go to the supporters club meet people there exactly. you know it's people you know it's people you're familiar with you know you've got a good rapport with them and uh, you know even even after a game if we've lost we sort of go back to the supporters club and we still have a drink and a chat and a laugh and uh, yeah. that's what west ham's really about and yeah you're absolutely right when you look at sort of like arsenal fan tv etc and they, they go into some sort of frenzy mm. you know even when they win they go into a frenzy yeah. you know it's uh, you know we 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 all have our moans of course we do but uh, it's about that sense of community with West Ham and that's what we should maintain. Yeah, Absolutely. totally, totally agree. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, you're totally right. And, and, you know, as I said, doing the channel, talking to fans, you know, they're, they're keeping that sense of community going by, you know, as I said, on Saturday, you know, I've been invited to a couple of zoom watch along parties, you know, I might have to try and join into a couple of them when I'm at the ground, but you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's lovely. And it, you know, and it's, he said it is that community sort of spirit and it is that sense of togetherness, which, you know, probably every club has, but it seems West Ham has more. I just, I it just feels like it's it feels more. like it, it feel, yeah. yeah, absolutely, it does. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and, and again, it's it's where it came from. I think because it's where it came from. You know, you know, there's a there's a lot of experienced fans who were that around that area who did you know live around the corner and a lot of the players who live around the corner that sort of 60s mm-hmm. 70s era as well so there was that sort of sense of togetherness and stuff um mm-hmm. and, and so you know from you said that's obviously from sort of yeah mid 70s onwards there must be some some highlights some some sort of things which, which stick out in your mind as as, as key yeah. west Ham moments mean- for you I'm I'm lucky enough. I you know I didn't go to the games, but I'm lucky enough to see the '75 Cup final. Yeah. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have seen the '80 Cup final. I've seen us win something. <laughs> and, I've uh, seen us win the Interstate <laughs> Cup. Instead of, um, <laughs> there you go. Um, and and also the near you know the near misses as well. I think what was it '81 the League Cup final yeah. and '86 uh, the FA Cup final and stuff like that. You know, so there's a lot of I mean. I've got good memories, you know, I'm lucky enough to be old yes. enough to, to, to mm. remember it that far back and uh, 75, I mean, come on, you know, it was, 
yeah, well, I, everyone says, well, it was against a second division team, but it doesn't matter. You're in a cup final, yeah. you know, and uh, and uh, and to and to win, you know, and it's quite, it's really exciting, you know. Whoops, mm. I was 13 at the time when we won the FA Cup, and uh, it was just a, just an amazing experience to see. So that that stuck out in my mind, yeah. But then there's some bad times, you know, the times we yeah. got relegated, and you know, that that when we got relegated, God, what was the year when we got relegated with probably one of our best teams ever, with the likes of. Joe Cole, Rio Ferdinand and stuff like that. That yeah, sticks in yeah. as well. And, uh, and you sort of sit and wonder, how did that ever happen? You know, when, yeah. when you had almost what was to be, you know, what was it, a third of the England squad playing for yeah. us, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And things like that stick in your mind as well. And, uh, uh, but I think, I think probably it's been said by a lot of people that my, my greatest memory has got to be the last game at the bowling. Yeah. You know, I was lucky enough to go there, you know, that, uh, go in there on... Uh, on the day, got, got there early. My, my daughter was with me. She was uh, 13, 14 at the time. Um, and we had a real rigmarole of getting tickets. I had a ticket, but I had to get a ticket for her. And then we had to swap tickets with other people in order to sit on the same same place. And uh, and I just remember when we finally got in there, we, we were lucky enough to be sitting where all the players were. Yeah. You know, so we saw Tre- Trevor Sinclair and Gabidon and uh, and a few others uh, sort of all sitting up in the top west end at uh, the the west end corner. Top by and uh, and that was that was probably you know my greatest memory. I mean, very tearful, very uh, um, just the whole the whole day yeah. spending it with friends in advance and then seeing the game and of course the result as well. I mean, there was icing yeah. on the cake. Um, so I've been lucky. I've been really lucky. I've seen some real downs, but. Uh, you know, I've seen some real ups, cup finals. Yeah. You know, last game at the bowling, etc. It's been a, it's been a, a whirlwind of a, of a, of a, of a journey, I think. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. Do you know? <laughs> it, isn't, it isn't. Well, we'll soon find out on Saturday. That's won't what we? we love. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm all confident. I'm all confident. I was on the West. I was on the West. Uh, we are West Ham podcast the other day, and I, I put us down for a two 0 win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's literally me every game though i come in what's the, what's the result we got two nil always two nil <laughs> it's my stock it's almost like Tourette's you know <laughs> two nil it's like okay for us again but we'll see it's gonna be different it's gonna be weird but um yeah we'll see what happens it's gonna mm-hmm. be a bit strange i think it's gonna be strange for the players as well um because we're still you know in essence it's a we're still treating it like a match day so there'll still be you know music and things like that as well yeah yeah too weird but it still will be weird um but we'll see we'll see and hopefully i'll, I'll try and shoot a little bit from within the compound um over the next when i'm back in there so uh, that'd be quite interesting no one else <laughs> had that so exclusive content although i noticed Carlton, Carlton, i noticed carlton carlton was doing some stuff uh, on instagram from inside the ground as well but uh, he's a little bit more oh, famous than me so i allow that one um <laughs> right so um so what we'll do is uh, we do this hammers 11 thing as you as you know yeah so it's about um, 11 you know 442 if we can um you have to be alive to have seen them play. So, you know, mid-70s onwards, you've got quite a yep. good spread there. Um, and it's your 11, so you can do whatever you want with it, basically. Cool. It's nice and simple. Um, so, so who will go in goal for the, uh, the Stelios 11? Well, uh, the goalkeeper I've, I've got uh, is because it was my first memory of West Ham, is yep. Mervyn Day. Yep. Um, you know, it was uh, when, I, when I started to support the club, 
um he was the he he was like a like a bit of an icon for me you know the, the mm. back then i mean i'm talking to the 70s you know hippie hairstyles yeah. and and all that sort of stuff and i remember him playing for west ham and 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 just remembering just how you know 19 years of age youngest goalkeeper in the fa cup final mm. um uh, and and just his the the, the he, the way he went about his goalkeeping, he wasn't our best goalkeeper. We've had brilliant goalkeepers, yeah. Phil Parks and McCloscoe and stuff like that. But for me, you know, for a, for a lad at that age, so confident to be, you yeah. know, to be in goal. Um, and he was, he was my real sort of one of my first memories of West Ham. So uh, because of that, I'm, I'm going with Mervyn Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I, I'm... I'm sorry. I've got my I've got my spreadsheet up as we speak. Uh-huh. Have a quick look. Mervin Day. Is that the first? No, 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 no. It's not the first time he's come up. There we go. I didn't think it was. Um, uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, as you said, Mervin Day. Good chat. And you. Yeah. I think it was it. Someone said as soon as he got as soon as he got married, he got shit. Um, <laughs> well he just had so he just had so much potential and uh it it did go wrong for him it it really did and i think injuries maybe Mm. played a part in that but uh you know for me i I mean he could have been he could have been he should have been maybe uh an england an england player but i mean Mm. we had some great goalies in the 70s you know even phil parks couldn't get in the england team let alone mervyn day so uh but uh, yeah, yeah, it did it did go a bit sour for him. But uh, yeah, as I said, he wasn't he wasn't the greatest goalie we had. No, exactly. But he certainly, you know, he and was he certainly made an impact a decent on you, and that's that's the idea. It's about making yeah. an impact and impression on yourself. Um, okay, yeah, put Mervin in. Let's go left back. Then Stelios, who's left back for you, man? Um, I struggled with this one because uh, I, I would have I would have said Frank Lampard senior, but I didn't really, you know, sort no. of. Um, but it's got to be it's got to be Julian Dix yeah. you know and I know that sounds a bit cliche but uh, you know it's got to be him um, what was it over over 200 odd 260 appearances for the club you yeah. know and apart from that little blip when he went to Liverpool for whatever reason <laughs> but he came back home <laughs> he, he came back that's what mattered um, and he was a hard man. I, I, you know, I think you'll find with all my uh, defenders they're just hard men yeah. you know sort of proper passionate uh, players and uh, yeah, Dix was, was you know I mean, he 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 played football with a swagger, didn't he? He mm, was mm. like you know for a for a defender, you know, and that left foot of his, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, just uh, yeah, it had to be him. It had to yeah, be Julian yeah, Dix. Yeah. And it's funny because obviously we we have a you know this sort of we put these players on like pedestals, like someone like Julian and very much so, you know, you know, across the, across the series so far um, and will continue to be definitely. Um, and then when you listen to the, the way they, the players talk about him, it's really funny. And like, you know, you've got watching him, but it, what they say about him in training and stuff like that. Absolutely brilliant. This is, well, you he, didn't get train, that he? he didn't train, you know, he just like came, he didn't warm up. You know, as you as like you know, Breaker and Butler, you know, they were had to warm up for like half an hour stretching. You just come out lamping <laughs> balls, then you'd gather have a you know can of coke and a Mars bar and start playing. It's like amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. Yeah. And it's true, you know, we always think, you know, because the way he's slow, but he actually trained that way and the way he's yeah. you know, it's absolutely brilliant. Right, we'll put we'll put Jules in. Uh, let's go right back then. Who we got right back well, th- This one's a bit left field. I don't know if you've had this one yet. Uh Thomas Repka. Oh yeah, no, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, re- yeah, yeah, Repka, t- yeah, Repka, brilliant. Player. I mean, you know, what a debut he made for West Ham, being sent off in his first game. <laughs> and, uh, quite a lot that period, didn't it? 
Marco yeah. Dugas as well. Can you imagine Repka playing in today's game? No. You know, he'd never play. He'd always no. be red carded. Um, but, I, you know, again, for me, uh, it's purely because of his passion. I mean, mm. I know we, we as fans took a while to get used to him. Um, and maybe he took a while to get used to West Ham. But when he left, you know, last game for us in tears and you wouldn't imagine a, a hard man like that to sort of like be passionate and we talk an awful lot these days about foreign players not being passionate enough uh, for, for the teams that they mm. play for but then you look at someone like Repka and he took West Ham to his heart and uh, I think for that you know you've got to admire the player I mean, again not the best right back we've had Breaker was better and various others were better but uh, yeah, he just had an impact on me just, for, you know, because you knew, you almost laugh and you go, is Thomas going to survive the game today or is he going to yeah. be sent off? Yeah. Ironically, he was only ever sent off four times, but it felt like he was sent off almost every other week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so but yeah, for me, Repka, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah, just for his passion yeah, again. Yeah, and, and you know, he's, he was a character and he's even more a character since he retired from football. Yeah, God, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, Gra- I think it's Graham Howlett's one in uh, Knees at My Brown. He, he, did, um, he did one around the locked down 11 and it was all ones in trouble with the law. And obviously Thomas <laughs> Repke basically gave his rap sheet after he joined. It's like brilliant, absolutely brilliant. There. But again, he's like, he's, he sort of epitomised that West Ham era. It was the yeah. crate like that. Harry Redknapp era around there was the craziest period yeah but it was for me the most enjoyable period because again you didn't know if you didn't have Repka was going to be is going to play 90 minutes you didn't know if Paolo was going to score a welder you have a strop there was so much (laughs) it wasn't like it wasn't like a it's quite formulaic football is now isn't it It you know there's no excitement really you know you know that Liverpool at the moment Liverpool until Liverpool were going to win how many goals they're going to score basically and before that you know City were going to win how many goals are they going to score you don't get that craziness anymore which I think and it was crazy back then and Repka epitomised that I think you know and you're absolutely right we had quite a few yeah we had quite a few players that were quite similar that back then it's surprising we held it. We held it together at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you and you look at the craziness. And you think, oh God, we were so like up and down, crazy, and so many players going in. I was just doing some research, looking at some of the seasons, and obviously <coughs> the Red Nap era. We were like eighth, fifth. We were, you know, arguably yeah, our, it was our best, yeah. our best in Premier League finishing place obviously yeah. not the top flight, but best Premier League, and we'd won that into Total Cup first time in but Europe the- since 1980, and. Exactly, exactly. But the absolute irony when we finished fifth and we were banned from Europe, you know, that was like, <laughs> that's typical. It's typical West Ham. For us. <laughs> typical West Ham. Right, okay, we'll put Tommy in. He goes right back. Uh, first centre back, then Stelios. Well, um, I, I originally had him a, a, in midfield, but in order to uh, accommodate all the attacking midfielders I've got, <laughs> I put him as a centre back. It's Billy Bonds. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really funny because I, I messaged you, I think, last week and I said I'm struggling with defenders because it's like I've had all these attacking players that I wanted to put in and, and I thought, no, I can't do this. I can't. It's ridiculous to actually have a, a really unbalanced uh, a team. So sure. I put Bonzi in a centre-back to accommodate more attacking players at the fr- uh, in front of him. And, you know, I mean, when you watch Billy Bonds play, another, another passionate player. 
yeah. you know, it's um, and a hard man, but passionate. And he loved the way he played football. We loved the way we saw him play football. Mm. And he was a real, a proper leader. And, you know, we talk about Mark uh, Noble being Mr. West Ham now. Yeah. But that's what Billy Bonds was back then. Mm. You know, he mm. was Mr. West Ham. And uh, um, yeah. What, he lifted two FA Cups. I mean, you yeah. know, when are we ever going to see that again uh, from a West Ham captain? So it had to be, you know, uh, yeah. Billy Bonds had to go in the, in yeah. the back there. Exactly, exactly. And obviously now, rightly so, has his, has his stand named after him now. So absolutely, totally, yeah. totally, totally deserve and totally agree that that happened. Right, okay, we'll put, put Bonzo in. Who's Bonzo going to partner in the centre-back position? Um, James Collins. Um now again, again, you know, uh, he he looked like an old an old fashioned defender yeah, in the modern yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because you, you know, with Collins, it was like, will he survive? Because he keeps putting his head into places that he shouldn't do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, and uh, I mean, you know, the, the, in the latter, in the latter, in the last few years, you kind of think about think about the West Ham players that have played for us, and you you try to uh, uh, you know pinpoint players that you think really stood out amongst others and mm-hmm. we've had we've had some decent defenders so i was thinking about winston reed i was thinking about gabidon i was thinking about who, who but collins for me again just epitomized that that sort of passion mm-hmm. and it's really interesting because when we sold collins to villa with this we struggled and then we went down and then we came back up and, and had collins back in the team and uh and I just, I was sort of wondered back then, you know, would we have not gone down had Collins stayed with us rather than going off to Villa? You know, but, you know, um, and, and for me, I think he just, uh, he, he was, again, not the best defender, no, but no. just a passionate defender. And uh, uh, yeah, Collins for me uh, would, would go, had, so you could see all, all our defenders are just like tough nuts, you know, and uh you know, then then it, that that allows all the attacking midfielders okay, to go through. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we'll put GP in. Yeah, no, he's. I I agree. He's he's. You know, I think. Yeah, you're right. He's he had this sort of, and I think even more so his second spell, he 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 came back and had. You know, he just seemed to have just the adjuration of the fans, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, and he loved them, and they loved him, and um, absolutely. Yeah, no, great shout. We'll put Collins in. Okie dokie, Collins and Bonds up in the centre uh, backs. Let's go left midfield then. Who we got left midfield instead? Well, um, people are going to hate me for this, um, but it's got to be Pyatt. Yep. Um, you know, I, I know how it all ended and stuff like that, but uh, that last season at the Bowling, I mean, he gave us so many memories, mm. you know, and you can't take that away from him. No. Uh, and ironically, even when, you know, even in the beginning of the following season, until he left he still gave us a few memories then but that season at the bowling you know if it wasn't for Dimitri Payet we wouldn't have had a season as great as memorable as it was and I know how a lot of fans are really upset with him and it was very upsetting that he he Mm. left the way he did Uh, and I know he came out recently and said about you know not being challenged enough and stuff like that but uh, you know uh, it's funny because as I said to you earlier I I, I was thankfully I was lucky enough to, 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 to be at the bowling for that, yeah. for that last season. And I was taking my daughter a lot, you know, she's given up football now, you know, being 18, they go on to other things. But, uh, <laughs> and I remember her, you know, going, so who's playing dad? And I'm saying, Oh, well, Collins is playing or it's playing. Oh yeah. He's the good one, isn't he? You know, it was like everyone recognized just yeah. what a talent he was. He and, was. And he was so entertaining and, and, uh, and driven and, uh, 
it's such a shame we we didn't build around him. It's such a shame. It you know, whether he'd stayed or not, I don't know. I don't know. If we if we'd had invested better in the following season, would he have stayed? Who knows? But that that year, just for that one season, what he gave us was just uh, you know. Unforgettable. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's not many players who have made such an impact in such a little time. That's basically yep. it. You know, he, he did. He was, and you're right. Just you know, he should just for the memories of that last season. He should be in. You know, it's because because he did. You know, for, for the modern fan, so to speak, he was. He's he's still the best. You know, probably for a long time, the best player technically I've ever seen in the West Ham shirt. Yeah, and. Yep. It, yeah, you're right. You know, and it, it, it's it's he brought. You know, <coughs> someone said the other day, it's like there there wasn't. It's not very often that we've had a player who is the player in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? He was like that season. He was Dimitri Payet was the yeah, player. You exactly. Know, and, and we were um, lucky to have him. We were yeah. privileged. We were yeah. very privileged to have him. That was that's a fact. Right. Okay. We'll put Dimi in left midfield. Let's go right midfield instead of who we got right midfield. Well, uh, a player who I think was probably your on par with him technically is Alan Devonshire. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, being a kid, you know, watching West Ham then. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still undecided who's my all time favorite West Ham player, you know, and it's either Devonshire or Brooking and, uh, and Devonshire was just, I mean, if you, if, if Devonshire was playing in today's game, yeah. he'd be a 50, 60 million pound player, mm. I reckon, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, and if you think about, you know, I, I've sort of get, given away who else is in my team, but uh, you think about someone like Devonshire playing on today's surface, yeah. what he could do. You know, he was playing on boggy pitches yeah, exactly. and he was still a master at what he did. You know, his deft touch, you know, the way he passed the ball, wait, very equally weighted passes to the attacking strikers, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, he was a pleasure, you know, as a kid, again, you know, as a youngster going to watch mm. West Ham and seeing him play, was just an absolute delight. You could see he was a uh, a, a, a class above yeah. most other players of that time, and uh, Devonshire, without a yeah. doubt. Yeah, exactly. And and <laughs> and it's it's true. And you know, and obviously, you know, having to having to reinvent himself as a player, you know, after the injury, you know, it was essence, yeah. it was two players really. It mm. was complete, and uh, no one does that anymore. You know, once they, you know, you look at Michael Owen, you know, where you know Devonshire was was pacey in the you know. For the, before the injury and with blister, yeah. blister pace, you know, and then he got injured and had to become arguably more technical and more skillful, you know, yeah. to, um, mm-hmm. look at yeah, like that his game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, you don't get it anymore now. You don't get that mm-hmm. anymore. They, you know, people are known for one thing. So, uh, well, put Dev in. Okie dokie. Uh, midfield, Trevor Brook in. <laughs> Without a shadow yeah. of a doubt. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, as I've said, you know, it's between him and Devonshire as to who's my all-time favourite. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the memory, you know, he scored the, the FA Cup winning goal. Mm. If, if only for that and yeah. nothing else, you know, you, you could say that uh, that's why he's in my team. But uh, another player in today's age, day and age, he was another, another, another modern player in, a, in, 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 uh, in the years gone by, yeah. you know, and he would have... Again, if he if he'd been playing today, again you could you he would be sought after by God knows how many how many teams yeah. around. Yeah, you know, and uh, graceful, graceful. It's funny because uh, in preparation, I sort of reminded myself of a few clips of uh, of the past mm. and uh, the um, the uh, Cup Winners Cup semi final when he scored a brace and the way he took his first, you know his his first goal was ahead of his second goal where 
just the ball came to him, he slipped past the defender and just tucked it in the corner. I mean, you know, graceful, absolutely graceful, yeah. and uh, just just a fantastic player and a and a and a great uh, ambassador for West Ham as well. You know, um, yeah, definitely yeah. into. Yep, so Trev. Yep, so Trev. Definitely, we'll put him in. Uh, okay, Trev and Dev. Okay, let's go. Who's the last place in midfield going to? Um, I wanted to put Pat Holland in, but then there were too many wide players. Um, and then it was a toss-up between Scott Parker and, and Mark Noble. Yeah. And, and I've gone for Noble. Yeah. Um, now, I, I, if you ever watch any of uh, my, <laughs> my uh, reviews on, on Irons United on YouTube, I often give him a hell of a lot of stick. But yeah. that's because we expect a lot of him. Mm. And he's got a hell of a lot of uh, responsibility on his shoulders. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we know he's coming to the end of his career. But mm. I think Noble, for his longevity, he could have gone to other clubs. I think, what was it, several years back, I think, was it Stoke that we were in for Something him? Like, Stoke, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he, he stayed because he's a you know, West Ham through and through. And how many players do you get these days that are West Ham through and through? In fact, you know, some of the other players I've mentioned, Brooking was West Ham through and through, but yeah. that's a bygone era. So you don't get that anymore. No. And uh, you've got to respect Noble for you know, absolute passion that he has. For the club and uh and again he's not necessarily the best player we've got we've ever had but he, he's heart and soul in yeah. for west ham and uh he's carried the team at times and like i say i do i do give him i, I know a lot of my mates that will be watching this will be laughing going you pick noble yeah like, you keep giving him stick and i do but that's because i expect so much of him and uh, uh but he he you know he's um he's a uh, a great um, another great ambassador for yeah. West Ham United and uh, and I hope when he does you know hang his boots up we he has a role uh, in the future mm. with the club you know whether it be you know training the under 23s or whatever it might be but they're the sort of players or or, or characters that we need to keep at West Ham uh, when their careers are over Definitely. so yeah there you go everyone yeah <laughs> Mark <Okay>. Noble <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but I mean I, I mean as you said you know he, he and He's basically, you know, but when he retires, you know, it, it, I don't think he'd be able to leave the club more, more often than, than so. I think, you know, I know that uh, when I interviewed Kevin Keane, I asked him about Mark as being a coach. Um, and he was like, he's, he's a really good coach he's, for the kids. He's, he's, he's brilliant. I keep telling right. him, I keep telling him, but he's concentrating on, on, on I'm playing at the moment. So... <laughs> And and there is a, there is a, a raft of new of sort of old players, isn't there? Sort of come into the the sort of the setup yeah. recently. Obviously, you got Potsy twenty threes, right. you got Kev the eighteens, you got Colton, you got Zavon, you got Conch. You know, it is, and so there does seem to be this sort of um, wave to get more more West Ham ex West Ham boys in the start. You know, obviously Kevin yeah, Nolan, obviously, right? If so, yeah. Because it brings back, like we said earlier, about the whole community thing, about the whole spirit of West Ham. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it maintains it. I mean, we were a club we're always promoting from within in, in terms of managers, Ron Greenwood, mm. John Lyle, etc., yeah. Billy Bonds and so on. And then we kind of lost our way then, didn't we? Uh, you know, after that, we had uh, Makari, you know, come in to manage us and uh, a few other. Yeah, we've had some relative successes. Pardew was success, I think. Uh, But we've had some, and people have often said in the past, yeah, well, that's because they're not West Ham and they don't understand West Ham. And there might be an element of truth in that, you know, Mm. for some some of the players or managers that we've had. So, yeah, I do hope, uh, I do hope uh, Noble stays with us in, in some capacity. 
yeah, yeah. me too me too but we'll put mark in okie dokie let's go up front then steady who's your first striker uh Another one from the past, uh, and again, more for sentimental reasons rather than anything else, is Clyde Best. Yeah. Um, you know, what was he? Our second black player. Um, or so, yeah. Well, he was the first black player I remember playing for West Ham. Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, it couldn't have been easy for a player like that coming, coming into uh, um, playing for, uh, playing in England. Um, yeah. You know, the, the racism that was going on in the 70s was absolutely rife and, mm. you know, and, and Best used to get it from all angles. And yeah. uh, But he was a, he was a very, um, well, not, not the greatest striker we've, we've ever had, but uh, a decent player, uh, you know, a solid, a solid player, someone that you want to, yeah. you know, push, push the defenders around up front. Mm. And I, I remember the way he played. He was, you know, not the greatest of touches, not the greatest of goal scorers, but a, a brute force up front. And uh, mm. yeah, sent purely for sentimental reasons, uh, Clyde Best. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. You reckon? I know what you mean. That, that sort of battering ram sort of striker sort of has, has again, been lost in the game, really. I mean, you think. Yeah. Drogba, probably the last one I can really think of, who's, you know, who was a bat. I mean, he would just batter the, the you know, I mean, Halak, you know, he's big enough, but he doesn't, but he's more of a. He's too slight. He's more like, yeah, he likes to drop <laughs> off, doesn't he? He likes to, yeah. you know, he likes, but um, no, yeah, no, Clyde Best and I can't, I can't remember, I think it was Jackie Hughes or something like that when she was thinking her. She said that she would, you could hear him like run it because it was like she was on the you know if you was in the chicken run or the, the west you could hear it was like thump it was like a horse galloping it was so it was so like he was heavy powerful. yeah yeah such a pa- yeah. powerful not heavy such a powerful <laughs> powerful that's that's what people i mean aren't old they're experienced and people aren't heavy they're powerful that's they're been powerful. my excuse i'm not heavy i'm just powerful i'm powerful, I'm powerful. that's the thing um, right okay who's clive gonna gonna partner up front then well there could only be one other striker for me in my era is Paolo, you know, yeah. um, a maverick, uh, uh, a, a lunatic, uh, yeah. a madman, uh, but an absolute genius, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. I, I think, you know, it's, it's really ironic. One of my best memories of him was when he caught the ball against um, yeah, Everton, Everton. Yeah. you know, and, and just that show that just that, you know, I mean, I, I remember the, uh, Redknapp was interviewed afterwards and going, what was he doing? We needed to score a goal and stuff like that. And he just caught yeah. the blood. And that was only someone like Di Canio could do that. You know, mm. like, um, but I mean, the memories he gave us again, you know, uh, I, I, unfortunately, I wasn't there when he scored that fantastic goal against Wimbledon. I would have loved to have seen that live. But uh, he scored some memorable goals against Chelsea, against Arsenal, and, you mm. know, teams like that. And just the whole way he played another another player with passion again yeah. again you know I, I think what he loved about us is that we gave him a chance yeah. after everything that happened and he paid us back in you know in abundance and uh just just a fantastic character a fantastic player and you've got to put him in your team haven't you <laughs> yeah you, you, you've got to and you're right he was like you know, we, we say it quite often, but he was, you know, he was box office, wasn't he? Again, he was. part of that crazy era, but he was just, he just, he made you, he was one of the several players there who just made you, you know, you, 
you go to the game with a smile on your face because you don't know what's yep. going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. Know. Some people said recently, <laughs> you know, there was one guy I interviewed and he said, oh, West Ham's a bit, last couple of seasons have been like a chore. But obviously it's a chore he wanted to do again. And <laughs> wants to get that. But I know, I know what he means, you know. And I, I think it's football in general. Again, it's like, I don't know. I've just sort of, this whole sort of period has sort of made me reevaluate where we are with football. And I just think it... Yeah. It's an entertainment, you know, yeah, it's a sport and it's a professional sport and people earn a lot of money. But, you know, we want to be entertained, don't we, as fans? Absolutely. And, and, and it's not about winning for us. Yeah, and that's what it's always been about with West Ham. You know, yeah. what we love, I mean, we've all, I mean, every West Ham fan will say the same thing. What we love is, is a player that will give his all. Even mm. if we lose, we, you know, we, we just love players that would just wear the shirt with pride. And I know that sounds a bit cliche, but, you know, it, doesn't matter if we get battered. If, if those players out on the pitch have actually put their effort in and we get battered, we'll applaud them because we've gone, right, it just yeah. wasn't our day. Yeah, right. It's when we lose and we lose in a, in a really sort of, you know, dour way and, and you feel that the players haven't actually given any, any, any oomph in their, in their efforts. So that's when we get upset. Um, because, I mean, there have been games, we've, we've, I'm sure you and I have been at, where we've won and we've gone, God, we were just like, you yeah. know, shouldn't have won that should we you know we just like yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're lucky or whatever and yet there have been games where we've been battered and we've gone well done lads you know yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like the irony that's that's what West Ham's about you know it's about of course we want to win everyone wants to win but it's about the passion it's about the players showing passion and players like the Canio you know showed it with abundance didn't they <laughs> yeah no you're right and it, it, I mean that's when you look at the, when you look at the current squad you know I look at um, you know in terms of the positives of the current squad you know bringing in someone like Bowen he's he's a t- he's got that already he's just got that perception that he will run his bloody socks off won't yeah, he? and Suchek as well I think Suchek's the same he'll yeah. run his bloody socks off and I think that's that's yeah. all we want is a player who can give you a chance as well and absolutely and, and yeah. you're right you know before it's not always been the case with signings and stuff but they both come in and you're thinking you know this is two solid players and I think they're gonna you know yeah obviously Someone like Bowen, I think, you know, he was young, hungry, British strike, you know, British winger, very similar to, I got the same amount of excitement when Ashton came in, you know, he was that sort of person. Yeah. I think that's, that's sort of where we need to be aiming for, I think, you know, because these guys yeah. getting built up and, and, and we'll get a team again. And, um, and yeah, it, I, I know what you mean about the, the passion and stuff. But yeah, we all like to win. Um, but you're yeah. right. It's like, we know, but the thing is, we know we're not going to win the title. We, you know, we, a good cup run. That's what we like. A good and cup run is what we'd like to have. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 40 points nice and early. Mid, you the, know, sort of February. The March. irony, the irony, our better seasons, I mean, not that I wish it, but our better seasons have been when we've been fighting for something, when we've been in the yeah. championship, for example, yeah, yeah. fighting for promotion. And we've had some great seasons when we've been in the, in the, in the division down, you know, and you, you see the, the you know, the, the, the absolute um, determination. Mm. And we, we, I think we're the kind of team that we, we, we go up and, and because we know we're not going to win the league, I think we become a little bit complacent. Oh, if we sit comfortably in the mid table, but that's where the complacency starts to get you into trouble. Sure, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and then you all of a sudden you start you're fighting relegation more than you're trying to fight for you know European position and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that mentality you know needs to change. And like you've just said, with players like Bowen in now, uh, I think maybe that might be the turning point for us. So. Yeah. Uh, Fingers crossed. I, I think we'll survive. Um, oh, I, we I, do. <laughs> I've, I've got no doubt. I've got no doubt we'll survive. I, I think. I think 
it's horrible what's happened in the world and you know we, we can't you know everyone knows it you know but i think for us um going back to empty empty stadiums and stuff fighting relegation you know it's up to the players now isn't it so it's yeah. not so that no one can say oh the fans were getting on our backs or the fact or we were given you know it's it's up to the players. They haven't got that pressure, and I think that'll make a big difference. Um, And I think what will happen is you're you're right about complacency. I think you're going to end up those those sort of middle tier teams. They're going to be complacent because some of them will be on the beach already. And you know we already like it came out the other day about uh, what's his face Ryan Fraser's not going to be signing a new contract for for Bournemouth. Um, So they're one of our major. Major sort of, uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, there, you're yeah. going to get lots of those and you're going to get some more like Newcastle. I think they're going to get dragged in and it's going to be really, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy basically. It's yeah, crazy I agree. Set, I agree. Of, set of results. And um, still, we'll have something to moan about then. At least you have some more content to talk about on Irons United. So well, we'd like you to come on. I don't know if yeah, Anton's yeah, spoken to you about I'll, it. I'll, but I'll be yeah. on. I'll, I'll, I'm going to come on definitely um, and, uh, and give my, give my views. Um, Excellent. Brilliant. And, uh, and self, it's been great chatting to you, man. It's been really good. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you. Been a pleasure. Thank you. And obviously, thank you to everyone for watching. Um, you know, the standard thing, like, share, subscribe, you know, comment. Got any suggestions of people you want me to try and get on the channel? Give us a shout as well. Um, obviously, all the love, support, tweets, messages. I, I read everyone. appreciate everyone. Um, it's really overwhelming at times. Um, and um, from me and Stelios, take care, everybody. Stay safe. And we'll see you all very soon. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.